I'm Tom. And I'm Zeus. And we're from Shout It Out Loudcast. And this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. And this is Ace Fraley. And when we want to listen to anything about football, music, kiss, wrestling, country music, and more, we go to On the Flyth with Stevie Flyth and Jason Worden. Check them out. Oh, yeah. You are listening to On The Fly. What's up, guys? On The Fly is back again tonight. It is Tuesday night, 8 o'clock. And for those of you like us that don't have a life, we like to sit around and talk about guys in makeup playing that have been playing in their, into their 70s. But uh, tonight, the uh, the subject is top, our, our top five moments in history. Yes, history, Kissmas, whatever you want to call it. Um, so uh, this is what we think. Our top moments are not exactly what the consensus would say or what everybody would say. Oh, God, he, you don't know what you're talking about. This is our personal, personal favorite top five uh, moments in history. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a famous. It's something that we saw that maybe Stevie didn't see. It's, you know, ours. No, and it could be moments, moments you had with. You know, with the band, you know, and, and maybe maybe later on it'd be a kind of personal moments, like like maybe. Oh, know, it's not it, a personal moment. That's what my list is. Oh yeah, me. well, it's personal. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Not, not like the personal when you went backstage that one time. We won't talk about that. That that's yeah, a show. Definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah. So tonight, at, before I could even introduce him, of course, you know who he is over there. The the bald headed wonder warden. What? <laughs> <laughs> Check out that T-shirt too. Is that pandemic power? Or is, is no, this is like power? asylum era. This is not asylum. This is like uh, Dynasty wow. Paul makeup on. That's Dynasty Paul, right? With the purple. Yeah, that looks like Dynasty Paul. Where'd yeah. you get that from? I got it from Walmart.com. Operators are standing by. Walmart.com. Pretty cheap too. So it's. I think it's licensed. I don't know. It could not be. You know, if I, it is not, Gene will be getting me a decision. Yeah. Gene. <laughs> He lives at, I'll give you his address after the show. Um, it's yeah. Tuesday night, Stevie. Do you know where you're at? Where are they at tonight? Hmm. No, I said it's Tuesday night, Stevie. Do you know where you're at? Oh, I know where I'm at. I'm in you're the in, Metropolis. You're in the flight, baby. I was going to see. Uh, so you- for those of you that have been under a rock or anything like that, because, you know, me and Warden, the reason... I mean, the reason Warden joined us on the show was through Kiss, because we're both such big Kiss fans. Um, but if you, unless you've been under a rock, you know, Kiss is doing their end of the road tour, countdown to the Kiss final show, December 2nd at Madison Square Garden. And you've got now, 
right here now 24 days 23 hours 53 minutes and 13 seconds to the final show this brought to you by kiss online <laughs> where if, if you order something from there you will get it maybe a month or two later after it comes out for everybody else on amazon been there done I, that. no i mean i ordered what did i order from them I thought I ordered something from them. And I, no, I ordered the lick it up thing. That's right. It's not coming out to December. So it's yeah, like, okay. Be December, you bought, December. I forgot about it. And I got some kind of email reminder for, oh, it's been a while since you, you know, gave to the Gene and Paul fund. It's oh, yeah. They, they sent me, you get probably got <laughs> yeah. that today, didn't you? Yeah. I got, I got yeah. mine today. You, you, yeah. You haven't been here. Well, I was like, yes, I have. I, bought, I ordered lick it up, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I've done it over and over. Ever since they started with the box sets and the, out the soundboards. I've been ordered. Did you get the creatures one? Did you get the creatures box yeah, set? I got the creatures one. I got the destroyer one. It's like over there on my counter. I still haven't opened it up, but it's like, do I oh, want yeah, it? But it keeps going up and down. It like it went down to like a hundred something, went back up. I'm like, what the yeah. hell? You need you really, you really need to open that up one night. Maybe we need to do that one night on here. Because both of us have it. Both of us have the destroyer one. The creatures one, maybe I need to do that one too. I'm looking at it right over here right now. I'm kind of eyeballing it. But, you haven't uh, opened it up yet? The creatures one? Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I looked all through it, dude. It was like a look. You talk about favorite moments, but that was like, that took me back to the days when you got the the uh, albums, like for Christmas or your birthday or whatever. Because, you know, we didn't have a lot of money back then. And, and to get Kiss albums. I don't have a lot of money now, Steve. You know, I don't either. <laughs> but, but, I mean, getting an album back then was especially a kiss album was like you know if and that was the old days you you just didn't have one or two songs there we had to listen to the whole album yeah you you lit and you listened to the whole album too and you i'm gonna sound like the grumpy old man and you liked it you loved it but yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of funny i was listening to uh in excess that uh that album review that the guys yeah. did on yeah. uh, and and i was listening to it and i was like God, i don't and i didn't and i didn't ever know that that song that came after it was the one where a cover song. You, no, it was a song that they did that came after New Sensation. I or not New Sensation. One of the songs it was like another one where he's holding the signs in the video. They were talking about it. Oh gosh, yes. And I, I always hated that part. And I was like, God, yeah. they ruined that song by putting it up on there. Yeah. And I just and I never really listened to anything past that on Kick. Meditate, yeah, meditate yeah. On it. I was like, no, nah, yeah, I never really listened to that. And I and then they were, I listened to the whole uh podcast and they were doing Never Tear Us Apart. I go, that was on that album, I thought it was on yeah, the last album. You know what? <laughs> I, I was never, yeah, I never bought an NXS cassette or anything like that. I had it, but I never listened past that meditate song, you know. Oh, okay, I liked uh, Never Tear Us Apart is a great song. Uh, I mean, I would, Devil Inside, that's my favorite. I love that yeah, song, well, that's pretty good too. Billy Burgess, thanks for the like, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, but but back then, I mean, we listened to the whole album. Yeah, you, know? you, you didn't just uh, yeah. you didn't just look for the star beside like an Apple or something like that. You you had to look. We couldn't go back and like, well, I'll just go listen to something else because we had our tape collection, and it yeah. was our newest in our collection. Well, I want to give it a time, but I don't have the attention span nowadays to do that. I listen oh, yeah. to. Like I remember the new Jericho came out. I listened to it once. I liked it. The new Stones album, I liked it. Right. The new Metallica, I liked it. But I don't do what I did. Like when I got, you know, the Black album or you know, Master right. of Puppets. Yeah. I don't. Oh, it, you just don't. 
I don't have that. There's so much. It's like TV. All oh, the ratings are down. Well, yeah, there's so much options out there for people to watch. Actually, what about what about the new docking album? You listen to that? <laughs> I have not listened to it yet. So don't you know? I'm a, that that will be. I will be listening to it soon. But I, I have not listened to it yet. It's kind of it's kind of like on that another shout out loud reference when. Tom's sitting there just talking about how great the new Duff McKagan album is. So he's like, oh my God, that's horrible. Sounds like us. <laughs> and I don't know that. Yeah, that, that's got to be, I got to put that on my list too. Is, uh, is George Lynch on this album or is it just Dawkins and his crew? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think he is, but I may be wrong. But uh, I've definitely, that just came out, was it last Friday? I, burn, I own one docking album and it's a vinyl it's tooth and nail it's because my buddy gave it to me and it's like okay huh? i mean i like some stuff but i'm not a docking like i've yeah. seen them in concert you know it's but, you know you're not a docking. all right you know you're not a docking yeah and how appropriate i see them him with ace it was it was grand bonnet docking ace and la guns i oh, like the la guns and grand bonnet the I'm, I'm not a you know ace isn't my favorite docking isn't really my favorite but you know la guns and grand bonnet kicked ass though <laughs> okay uh which version of la guns what number three or it was number... with it was with phil and tracy well you know and we hadn't talked about this steve riley you know the yeah. he used to be the drummer for la guns and wasp uh passed away a couple weeks ago you know? that guy always looked like he was sick man he looked like he was an old man even like yeah he looked like he could be in the rolling stones and fit right in i mean <laughs> i know keith may look a little bit better uh, but anyway, we, we rest in peace, brother. I mean, I love LA yeah, guns. They're one yeah. of my favorites. So, but, uh, we were talking, we had already planned this, uh, the subject of this show out. And then today, uh, I sent warden a link to a ultimate classic rock.com article. Uh, Paul Stanley names his 13 favorite guitar players. And if you think Ace is up here, then uh, guess again. Um, it's like I told you, I'm not a fan of, like, if, you know, they ask Axel, who's your, who's your, oh, like Slash, he's in your band. I mean, it's, it, he's not going to do that because. Well, some of them have to say that because ego, ego problems, you know, oh yeah, my, if he didn't say it, especially back, can you imagine Let's say let's put the shoe on the other foot back in in the nineties, early nineties, and uh, a, a news reporter asked Slash, "Who's your favorite? Uh, who's your favorite vocalist, singers around?" And he didn't say. Not Wyland. Can you imagine what? I mean, Axel. while they were still in Guns and Roses, can you imagine what Slash would? I mean, what Axel would do? Well, <laughs> it it doesn't really surprise me. I mean, we've all seen uh, Extreme Close Up. Paul yeah. talks about how, I mean, I think he even pissed Ace off that talked about how he didn't get any, he just, he didn't progress and he just, he was capable of so much more. Well, he was. And I'm a, yeah. look, Ace, oh, is yeah. my, Ace is my favorite kiss number, but Ace was capable of a lot more than what he did. Oh, yeah. I think we all are. Well, yeah, but, you know, if you got that chance like he had, don't blow it like, like, on that. a card game. Yeah. He's gonna play. I, I will. I will yeah. defend my boy Paul on this. Every guitar player he mentioned on there is better than Ace, so he got the list right. Well, it just depends on what you like. I'm kidding. I'm just. I'm just razzing you. No, it's it's, it's subjective. It's subjective. I mean, that's, that's all in what you. It's all in what you like. Just like I said. I mean, I ain't gonna. I was really impressed though 
with the the Nancy Wilson. I love Nancy Wilson. I'm not a musician. Yeah, let's go. Right but I was like, wow, cool. that's that's pretty cool. Because I mean, I I think that was. I don't think she gets the praise that Ann does. She I think does. she's she's exactly. great. Yeah. Well, let's go through this list because it's a different list. I mean, it's great not... and great looking. Yeah. So first of all, he's got BB King. He's got the three kings: BB King, Freddie King, and Albert King. Now I knew about BB King, but I didn't know about the other two. Did you? Uh, no. They're all blue. They're all blues guys. I know that. Right. Yeah. Jimmy Page, of course, and he, you know, of course. I, you, if you remember, you you talking about extreme close up. He, he, Paul did mention that him and Ace were both big Jimmy Page fans, so uh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but Paul was talking about. I mean, he saw those like probably saw BB King, and I mean, he saw them like when they were playing. I mean, yeah, that's, you know, he's he's quite a bit older than us too, so you got to realize oh, yeah. that. You got to realize Paul's in his seventies. Yeah. Uh, Pete Townsend from the Who. Don't get that. I never. I'm, I'm not, not a big Who fan. I, I'm not a fan of the guy himself because he's a real and he hates Kiss. Because well, do you remember that in that movie uh, Detroit Rock City, when at the end when they're doing Run at the Devil, they wanted to play Won't Get Fooled Again, but Pete Townsend would let them do it because Kiss is a joke. Roger Dalter even talked about it. He's just an ass, but if he's they, a guitar player, evidently. So if they if they act like that, don't you think with Paul they would stop playing uh, that? In the middle of what lick it up, they always do that. Who, yeah, well, they used to play it at the beginning of the show before, oh, yeah. Zeppelin. before every show. Nah. But, now, okay, and then he goes to Richard. Who, who's the alcoholic now, Stevie? <laughs> at least I put mute on there, Dr. Pepper. You know how much sugar that has? <laughs> yes, I'm looking for a sugar rush right now. Um, then he goes to Richie Havens. I'm not familiar with Richie him. Havens or Richie Valens. Richie. Really, dude. Richie, dude, Havens. Like, Richie Valens was a badass. <laughs> he would have been great if he would have lived. Richie Havens. I don't know who he that is. Says, uh, I mentioned him earlier as someone I took notice of, and it's with good reason. If you want to be a great rhythm player, I urge you to watch Richie Havens. But you really have to listen closely and understand what he's doing because it's just so incredible. I don't know him. I don't know him either. Uh, Steve Marriott from Humble Pie. I'm familiar. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that. He's a big Humble Pie. Yeah, yeah. fan. There's a lot of Humble, Humble Pie. Is pretty badass. I mean, I if we had listened to him. Wasn't Peter yeah. Frampton in that one time? Yeah, Peter Frampton was. And then he, yeah, that Humble Pie. Listen to that, and it's like, man, if I would have been like older in the seventies, I would have sixties. I would have been in that band. Uh, with one called "I Don't Need No Doctor," that's pretty pretty. And Wasp covers that song on that. uh Inside the electric circus. You're you're putting wasp next to humble pie. Yeah, dude. you know, blacky lawless, tracky lawless. Wasp is worse than docking, bro. I know that. I'm oh, aware of that. I, I would go on a docking cruise before I'd buy a wasp album, dude. For Woo. some reason, back in the day, my brother bought the wasp inside the electric circus cassette. That explains the Problems with you today, Steve. <laughs> and played it in the car when we were, and I was like, what the? And, but I remember hearing, I don't need no doctor. And I was looking, it was. Don't they have a song about Texas, Blind in Texas or something yeah, like that? That's a, that was another album there. That was Blind in Texas, yeah. I, I thought they were talking about Ozzy Osbourne for a second. And, and I just remember that guy's poor mom in that decline in West Chris, Holmes. Chris Holmes. Yeah. yeah. And that guy, and he cheated on Lita when she was in her prime. Like, what the hell, dude? Alcohol can mess you up, buddy. I guess he cocaine's a powerful drug too. <laughs> a 
Like Rick James. But he wasn't even a cool drunk like, you know, Duff or, you know, Slash. He was an ass, evidently. Had to be. Okay, then he goes to Malcolm Young. Of course, that's a good yeah, rhythm. Well, yeah, he's a rhythm player. Malcolm Young. Yeah, yeah, Angus gets all the love. Malcolm, yeah. Rest in peace. You know, everybody, everybody always said uh, Malcolm was the unsung hero of ACDC. You notice how they really haven't, I mean, they did an album, but they really haven't done much since. It's like, I don't think they have the thing, they don't have that leadership with Malcolm anymore. Are they getting ready to do something now? I, there's rumors, but who yeah, knows? About a new album coming around. Imagine that. Um, that's Debbie two in the last, what, yeah. five or six years? I do wish they tour. I'd like to go see them one more time. I thought I heard they were going to, well, they, I think they're playing festivals or something. Yeah. Jimmy, easier. on his list, which, you know, I just, yeah. Hendrix, oh yeah, of course, gotta be. He's on there. And I don't care what anybody, people, I I heard some, I read some article the other day, or, you know, I read some article, doctor's office, you know, like I would say. Oh, here we go. Um, Exposed. He, uh, he uh, was talking about like, well, you know, Kurt Cobain's overrated, you know, Jimmy Hendrix, I go, no, 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 no. Kurt Cobain, yeah, Nirvana was in the right place at the right time. Jimi Hendrix did shit that they're still figuring out to this yeah. day. I mean, yeah. that guy was, I mean, would he have been a burnout if he would have lived? Who knows? But my God, talk about a genius, you know, and oh yeah, that, you know, that's somebody that can't get enough love. No matter how many live albums they find in the, in a dad's basement, you know, every year. Oh, we <laughs> found this live album over here. It's like every other year, like, damn dude. So next is one I'm Neil Young. I like Neil Young. Not a fan. You, uh... Not a fan. I just... I, what, Stevie? Yeah. You don't like Southern Man? Who? That song, Southern Man, that pissed off uh, Leonard Skinner. They did that thing back before, and forth. I mean, even before I knew about that Southern Man, I, I just... I, I, I like Neil Young. I don't really care for the his folk stuff, but I like it when he did, like, Downtown and Mirrorball. I like that heavy shit and rocking in the free world. I like that Neil Young. Yeah. Paul Kossop from Free, which if you don't know who Free was, they did all right now. Listen uh, to listen to the song uh Hotter Than Hell. That pretty much rips off all right now. Yeah. Paul admits that that yeah, that was a big, you know, everybody knows Free with uh Paul Rogers, but yeah, hell great band. Yeah, and then uh this was a surprise here. Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac. No, I I see that. He, but I mean I that, look, let me tell you on I talk about this song all the time. Uh, Silver Springs, Fleetwood Mac did it when they did it live on the when they got back together. You listen to him and in that guitar solo. I mean, that's just one of the songs, but he, he does stuff on that guitar solo that uh, just amazes me. And he's always course, he's always been my favorite member of Fleetwood Mac. Um, before she died, of course, uh, him and uh, Christy McVie they did a tour together. And they played a they played a uh, majestic theater here, mm -hmm. and it was and they did a lot of Fleetwood Mac, but they did a solo album together. Those two, if you haven't picked it up and you like Fleetwood Mac, I think it's Buckingham uh, McVeigh Buckingham or something yeah. like that. But man, that was a that was a great album. That was, and yeah, but I've never seen Fleetwood Mac, but I love Lindsey Buckingham. They just came out with, uh, I guess it got released not too long ago. Fleetwood Mac did Rumors Live back in in the set late seventies. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's pretty it cool. I'm getting more into Fleetwood Mac. My daughter is a big Fleetwood Mac fan. 
I grew up with that and Foreigner with and Rod Stewart with my mom. So that's like the shit. That Foreigner. Just, yeah, yeah. Foreigner. Rod Stewart. We all have a history with Rod Stewart, don't we, Stevie? Yeah. With your mom. That's so banned. funny. He's banned. He's banned. Uh, Nancy Wilson finishes up the list, which was yes. you know, very, I mean, very underrated. Doesn't get a lot, like you said earlier. Speaking about getting back together, those they uh, made up. They're going to go on tour. They're going to go get back together. Hopefully, they'll do some new music too. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, maybe at least one more time. And it's sad to say this with like all these groups that we, that we grew up with. You know, just like you said with ACDC earlier, I'd like to see them just one more time because you don't know. I mean, you don't know how many more times you're going to get to see these guys. You know how long ago it's been since I've seen ACDC? Probably what in the it night? was the day before my Cowboys beat your Steelers in the Super Bowl. It's been too long. Oh, that's midnight. <laughs> yeah, midnight. it's been too damn long. So, but yeah, I thought that was interesting with Paul. Paul had put his list out, and of course, no ace up there. But he didn't put Tommy Thayer up there either because the ace cult would have really. If it would have been anybody, it should have been Bruce. Oh, I agree. I, I wonder. I mean, I wonder how he would rank if he did a. If he did an honest, honest to God and putting all feelings aside, how he would rank all the guitar players that he played with in Kiss? You'd I have to put you'd have to, you'd, you'd have to put Ace first because Ace is the most iconic, and it started with Ace. Well, I mean, I, I, I say that that's what I say. But I'm talking about as far as how he felt talent wise. Who? Who uh who he thought was the best? Guitar oh, that would player. definitely be Vinny. You know that, or Mark St. John. Mm, I don't know about talent wise. I mean, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's just like uh, what did what did uh Gene say on that on Extreme Close Up? He was trying to impress me with how many how many chords he do with his fingers, and he said, "I just want to." <laughs> or that's the one where uh, they were doing uh, they were doing Animal Eyes. Yeah. And he said that Mark St. John had like these great things, but he could never remember stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he said, he goes, well, you need to be able to play it like Clapton or Hendrix. Well, I can play faster than those guys. Cause everything in the eighties was about that. It was and, all about fast. And, and I see mean, that's, that, and I think that's why I was never a Dawkins fan or like an Ingve fan. It's just, I didn't, I mean, Metallica is about as much as I got to that fast stuff. I didn't like, really was, think Lynch did. Now, the first time I listened to Ingve. I, that was oh my gosh! It was just like I never I, got it. I never got it. My brain was just going. I, I don't. I can't keep up with this stuff. But you know, Lynch wasn't like fast, fast like that with Dawkins. Not that I remember. But ladies and gentlemen, Lynch is so much better than Lynch Mob. It just blows anything Dawkins did away. Except maybe it's not love. That's a great song. Here we go. So before we get started, some some I'm trying to get some comments going for us, Stevie. Get some feedback from our fans. Obviously, I, I, and like I said, some sometimes these comments. You notice I said fan, not fan. Yeah, our fans. <laughs> our fans. We did have look. We did have somebody else like the 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 show. Robbie Browning. Appreciate that guy. He's always uh, he's always one to like. Like didn't a, Steve Wright agree with me about Dawkins that he thought Lynch Mob was? Yeah, better? I think he did. Yeah. So before we get into the Kiss stuff, and we're going to break off a little bit of the Kiss stuff, I want to get your uh, thoughts on this. So really, really, in the last two days, I mean, we've been hearing it on and off for a couple, maybe a year or so, but really in the last two days, the Bon Jovi reunion with Richie Sambor is really starting to 
get a lot of fire under it. I, I'm wondering, I mean, my opinion, he should do it. I mean, I, I know Sam Boyle saying it's time to do it. There's also there's a there's a Bon Jovi documentary getting ready to be filmed. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm sure I would hope they would want Richie to be a part of that. So I mean, Bon Jovi, I'm gonna tell you this. I was a big Bon Jovi fan from 78 Fahrenheit on till gosh, I don't even remember what album really turned me off of them. Uh but the last the, the, the last, last album, the last one was depressing. I mean the last I was a Bon Jovi fan. I I heard, you know, of course I was kind of late to the, you know, I heard, you know, uh a shot to the heart, you give love a bad name. Then yeah. I of course I went back. And I listened to them up and I even had the in high school I had the nickname Jason Bon Jovi because I had like the Ric Flair mullet. I don't know why they Jason Bon Jovi. What happened? Yeah, yeah, I lost my hair. And you know, I still got the great look. So, I lost my hair. Yeah, and uh even yelled at when I graduated, Jason Bon Jovi. JBJ. And, and we had a uh I was a fan up until uh Have a Nice Day. That was probably the last one because I remember I liked that I one okay. That one. I could deal with that. But man, the in the in this tour, if they get back with Richie, I hope they do 70. I hope they do their first four albums and that's it. <laughs> Nothing past oh, that. And I'm fine. Maybe a couple off uh keep the faith. And maybe a little bit off the one something for the pain. Yeah, something for the pain. Hey, let me tell you, this, this was a good album. This stuff nowadays, man. I tried Stevie, man. I, I just, man. It's it's it it's just it's just bland, bro. The it's last just, album he did, he tried too hard to be. He wanted he wanted to be Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Um. You know, it just doesn't work. I know, and I know. Look, I know he's up there in age now. You can't have uh sixty year old guys talking about partying and doing all that crap or, or writing new songs about that anymore but don't sit here and talk and write a song about you know people dying and all this stuff and people getting why why can't he go back to the stuff he did like days of uh, blaze of glory and stuff like that like miracle that's a great miracle miracle is a great song write shit like that oh yeah know? i love miracle but you can't you can't be a bond put a bon jovi album out with depressing crap on it there was nothing on that album that was upbeat or anything to me really yeah i i tried to listen to it like this house is not for sale or this house or something what was it called this was uh it was horrible this one was 20 what was it called 2021 it was the last one i think Hold on. Don't be, be telling your boy Mitch about that, man. He loves Bon Jovi. Well, I mean, I, I think I, I may be wrong. I think me and him had a discussion about 2020 was the name of it. And I mean, it was it was not good. I mean, anybody, anybody out there, unless you got Bon Jovi blinders on, can tell me that was a good Bon Jovi album. I don't know, man. It it was kind of like Sonic Boom and Monster for me. I wanted to like it. I wanted to I like did. it. I wanted to like them too, but I just can't do it. There's some up there. Okay, here's the name of Limitless. Do what you can. American Reckoning. Beautiful drug. Story of love. And it's not from that old song. Let it rain. Lower the flag. Blood in the water. 
brothers in arms, unbroken. I mean, where is only lonely? Where is uh, they, they need to do something? They need to, if it's just him writing the songs, then he get Desmond Child back or something, man. Well, I, and I and I don't think it's been right since Richie left as far as songwriting, though. It was like it was broken before that, bro. I don't know. Maybe Richie was just I, the, with the thing. The thing about Richie, and if I was John, I would. I, I've always been a Richie fan. He's always been my favorite in the band. I did. I agree. But just to walk out on the band, and I know he had his shit going on, but they were in the middle of a tour. Yeah, you don't. Was, you, don't you don't do that, bro. I mean, and and he, and. Yeah, and they were very gracious about bringing him back to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I thought that was very cool. But if that they don't was. bring him back, I don't blame them. That was, you know, because you look at who's still there: Brian, <laughs> Tico, Tico, Tico. Yeah, and that and that guy that's been playing with them for a while, and that bass player. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, yeah. it's like the Stones. You know, the Stones were we're going to bring you know so and so back. I mean, I no. I mean, you got a you got a job there. That guy, that guitarist has got a job. He. I don't know. I that's you know people want to see it. it. I don't know. I've never understood the whole because Hugh, uh, the guy you're talking about, has been there so long. As Hugh McDonald, um, he how they had him playing in the studio, and then had why you why don't you just let him go on the road with you instead of keeping that and God rest his soul, Alex Alex John Such keeping him out there. If if you didn't think he could play in the studio, don't put him in front of a live audience. I mean, what was the deal with that? Was he not? He didn't couldn't play, or I, that's what they said. But you know what? Striper did the same thing with. Uh, oh, that's another great band. With Timothy Gaines, remember him? They should fire the whole damn band. Oh, you don't like Striper? I don't. I don't. Oh, I never did. Heard, really? Honestly, Stevie, I never did. Honestly. I'm not calling on you. Uh, <laughs> good one, dude. Like uh, Marv Albert from downtown. That was a good one. But uh, yeah, you know, hopefully, hopefully this will happen. Hopefully, Richie will be back with band in some way. But you want? I don't. Neither one of us will go see it. It'll be for the the house. Oh. I guess the, the housewives will be grandmothers by now. I guess. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll definitely. Uh, Definitely. I, I had a ch I had a chance to see them on Bad Medicine with Skid Row, and I didn't go, and I I still kick myself. Yeah, I was like one man. I wanted yeah, to go. Was, they were in their prime right there, but I saw it's, Skid Row with Pantera. That was a little bit different, but that, that was, was definitely different than seeing Skid Row with uh, Bon Jovi. Yeah. Um, and leading and before we get we'll, we'll, one more story to talk about, Iron Maiden's Bruce Dickinson is going to star in an ABBA tribute band horror movie. He will be playing the uh, singer Bjorn. It's what did I say? Was we called Bjorn of the Dead? <laughs> I I got I got my I got my I got my tickets for Iron Maiden a whole year from now. Next year, Maiden's one of my favorite. I'll go check it out. I like. Have you ever that? Speaking of Born of the Dead, have you ever seen that uh, that one movie? Not Dawn of the Dead, but the. Uh, what was the one? It was like kind of the joke. It was like a joke of the dead. It was like it was uh, Night of the Living Dead. No, it was a it was a joke. It was a Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, that's a great movie. That dude who plays Scotty on Star Trek. Ah, it's a great movie. I don't know who this Facebook user is, but session players are another level. There are people that can play live that can't play in studio. 
but some of these guys are bad. I agree. I'm assuming that might be Brian Mullen, but I may be wrong. Uh, what was that about? When we talked about why, like Hugh McDonald, and oh, and, gotcha, Alex, gotcha, gotcha. and but yeah, a lot of a lot of musicians make a lot of money by playing in session bands. Oh yeah. Playing- yeah, like what well, Nuno Betancourt made more with Rihanna on one tour than he ever did with Extreme, and they had like two number one hits with who Rihanna. Extreme. Yeah, he made more with Rihanna oh, yeah. than he did with Extreme, and Extreme they had two number one hits. I mean, they weren't a slouch back when you could sell albums. Yeah, it's just yeah. crazy how it's just it's just crazy how you know, like certain music just you know, I don't know. While we're talking about Brian, Brian's wife Annie, who I've had on the show, country music singer, she cracked, uh, she cracked uh, the charts. She oh, made cool! The charts up here with her, with her newest single, which was awesome. Congrats! Yeah, that was big time. So uh, hopefully we'll have him, him and Annie back on the show soon. Um, so now that we've rambled on uh, for thirty minutes, ramble on. Oh geez. Are we gonna have to take that out and get sued by Led Zeppelin? Because you know it's so Yeah, it's, you just so, got so close to the original. Yeah, you sounded just like Robert Plant right here. Uh, <laughs> he said uh he's Brian saying drowning pool guys were high guns, made hundred K a year, and the lead singer got rich. That's oh, the same wow. guy that died. Is that lead singer? Their original lead singer died. He was like 32 and he died. He had some kind of unknown heart related thing. Oh really? Yeah, you didn't know that? Oh yeah, that they did bodies bodies hit the floor because I remember yeah. after 9-11, Oh, you can't play that. I'm like, oh really? That song was out before. Well, there's a lot of songs you wouldn't. Jeez, if you're gonna That's look, stu- you're gonna look for it. If you're really gonna look for it. Then you're gonna find something that's gonna. Yeah, occur. somebody told me the other day. There's somebody somewhere trying to get upset about something. I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. It's true. It's true. They never looking for it too. Yep. I'm not looking for drama. It just finds me. Yeah. All right. So now we get on to the main event. Ding 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 ding, ladies and gentlemen. Top five kiss moments. What we think our top five kiss moments are. So we're we gonna give like an intro, like how we came up with this and stuff, because. You know, I know my list is going to be like, that wasn't a kiss moment, but it was to me. So. Well, to you, yeah. I mean, that's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, and anytime we give one of these lists, we tell you guys the same thing. Okay. We tell you guys the same thing. It's our list. You be feel free. If you disagree, feel free to give us your your uh, your list, what your top five is. Or and my number five, I'm going to talk about it, but, man, I just – I'll tell you about it when I do the minor. Well, you start off. Go ahead. We'll okay. First, since you're right on it. I got in a kiss like late 80s, mid 80s, I guess, asylum era. But I remember the first time I saw them had to be when Kiss Meets the Phantom came on came on the TV. I was, what, 1977? I was five years old. and I 78, six years old. And I just remember, I didn't know anything about Kiss. You know, I just knew they were cool. And I remember Kiss Me So Phantom was seeing that for the first time is pretty much what introduced me to uh, introduced me to uh, Kiss. I remember the part that stood out for me was when Gene is walking and those co- those cops are there and he and he breaks through that Coca Cola stand. And I remember just thinking like, oh wow, and. He, and I tell my buddies at school that they're kindergarten, or whatever. 
man, and you had that evil guy and stuff. And I, and of course, so, we, didn't know, we didn't know who the hell Kiss was, but I remember just seeing them. I remember the Knights and Satan service stuff, and I just remember not really knowing who they were, but yeah. knowing who they were. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, I remember seeing Paul in like a in a Life magazine, and he was like just like. And it was like, I, I didn't know the music, but I knew, hey, that's Kiss. I knew that. And I and, and that guy that we had on that did his uh, fan edit for yeah. the uh, Kiss Me the Phantom, he posted that, and I put it on our All Things Rock and everything. The great, great edit, how it should have been. Oh, it probably would have been a box set or a special release. Gene and Paul would be happy with that, I think. I mean, that right there. That, that's better than anything they did. Exactly. But I watched that over there. But seeing Kiss Me the Fan on the Park, I know people. When I went to go see the Foo Fighters movie, I went to go see it at Alamo Draft House. And Alamo Draft House is like a local theater. I think they're nationwide. But what they do is before the movie starts, oh, yeah, they, yeah, I know. I remember they, they, they show like clips of like different kind of movies related to that. Like they'll show Superman, Star Wars. But they showed the intro to Kiss Me the Fan on the Park with, with the. Rock and roll night of them on the rides. I mean, that that's still that's a great that would have been a great video to release for rock and roll night. Do like a re-release of it and stuff. Yeah. But seeing me Phantom of the Park and just you know, and fast forward ten years later, it's like I had just picked up Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. It was around Christmas time, Thanksgiving, Ooh. and I'm at Musicland, and what do I see in the video? Kiss me, the Phantom of the Park on VHS. Pick that bitch up too. I played that shit over. I go, oh my god, it's Jack Abbott. Jack Abbott, yep. And, and, and it was like, wow. And it's it, it just, man, good times. That that was my intro to Kiss. I mean, it took me another ten years about to get back into them musically, but I remember them. And I remember when I was when Motley Crue came out and this kid had shout the devil when he was playing. It. I go, God, they're trying to be Kiss. I mean, I didn't even like Kiss. But I knew that that's where Motley got it. You know, that's, you know, Alice Cooper, of course. But, I mean, you, if, if people say that Motley didn't rip off Kiss with Mick Mars and the blood, I'm like, come on. Yeah, that, you know, that at first, I was kind of like, okay, these guys are going to be pretty cool. They're, they're trying to be Kiss. And then they gradually went away from that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that'll come up later. And you, that moment will come up later in my list. But if you haven't seen that fan edit of the Kiss Me Sophia, Hardy, if you want to go, yes, you need to check it out. It's on our All Things Rock and Hard Rock Metal. I posted that around Thanksgiving, Halloween. <laughs> but it's it's great, man. It, if you want to go back and 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 listen to the episode when we had Ken Nardi on, it's episode eighty one. Uh, that was it's been about a year ago. We had him on almost a year ago. We had him on. It's a crime that it's not an official release. That is so uh, good. That would be so awesome. Uh, the only thing, which I'll save that for another episode. Uh, so my number five, back in the day, you know, you didn't have social media. You didn't have, uh, which I didn't have MTV, which I don't even think MTV was going then. But, uh, you know, you don't, you, you see the magazines in there and in the store, you see, Peter Chris leaves Kiss. And I don't know how I knew it, but maybe it was maybe it was in the TV guide or something. But Sunday Saturday morning. I was sitting kids there. Kids are people too, maybe? Kids are people too. 
watching that and mm. Eric Carr gets introduced as the newest member of KISS. And, you know, you everybody was like, you know, I wasn't upset about it. I mean, I don't, I don't know if some people were upset because Peter was out or what, but I wasn't upset. When he came out with that Fox makeup on, I was like, that guy is freaking cool. And, you know, that, my second favorite member of KISS, Eric Carr, rest in peace. God knows he was taken way too soon. But to see him get introduced that day, that was has always stuck with me. And back in, you know, when the reunion tour started and people were doing the tape trading and, and you know, some guys were selling stuff. God, that was, a great, that was a great time. Yeah, I had a guy that I was buying the, the stuff from, and he had a he had a catalog he sent you. And it, it I mean, he because he had like, gosh, it was four or 500 tapes. But some of them were compilations, and one of them up there had, because uh, you didn't have YouTube then. It had Kiss on Kids or People too, and I made sure I got that. And to watch it all over again and see it, you know, Ace is actually in his right mind on a TV appearance. Uh, not like Tom <laughs> Snyder. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was just awesome, dude. And it started my my fanboy with uh, Eric Carr from that point on. But, yeah, kids are people, too. I remember uh, um, I, I remember watching that. I, I also got a – I don't know if I ever told you how I got into, like, how – I got like the kiss Tade trapes and stuff. And I went back and watched a lot of that stuff. Did I ever tell you how I got that? How I, I was at sound. Remember they have sound. Well, Sarah sound warehouses up there. No, not, not nearby me at least. Oh, it was like, a, it was like a music land. It was, you know, yeah. you could buy like, you know, uh, re, uh, like uh Ticketmaster and stuff. They, I remember they had the guns and roses release party there. They had, it was like a, it was, it, it became, a, it became blockbuster music and all that stuff. Well, um, I was talking to a friend of mine who played in a band. He was more into like a kind of a, they were an alternate band. And he knew I liked Kiss a lot. He goes, hey, man, meet Tommy here. And it was uh, Tommy Pons. He was the guy that did the artwork for uh, Dangerous Toys. Because you know oh, Dangerous I, Toys is from, yeah, yeah. from Austin. Real little dude and stuff. And uh, he goes, yeah, man. Uh, I remember you told me about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, give me 25 bucks. And he burned this like, it's, it's like, all this great shit. But I remember watching that Kids Are People, too. And I remember Gene, they were like, well, how's Peter doing? Oh, he says to say hi. Oh, he, told me to, he told me to tell y'all hello. And Peter, and hello. Peter's watching the TV. Fuck, oh, I didn't say hi. I you, guys. I nothing. I hate you. Yeah. Because I remember that was a big deal because he came out without the makeup. And I remember that he really, he really pushed that out there to, like, and, you know, and, it, and it's – and the thing about Peter Chris is like, you know, if he just maybe would have done a good, some good music, he may have had a chance because my God, they, he was everywhere at that time. Yeah. And well, I, yeah. and I never listened to those albums, but I didn't listen to the shout out loud. And it's like, I like a lot of disco stuff, Yeah, but, but you know, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, it, it, I, I, it wasn't that, I, wasn't that to me, for me. I'm a kiss. I'm a kiss toy, but, I can't do the Peter Chris solo albums. Uh, out of control. I like about three songs. I like three songs off his Kiss solo album. That's about it. Well, I mean, that's different. The ones he did after he left the band. Whew. Yeah. 
Because I and he was and he had every chance because my God, he got all the publicity. He was on a he, he was, was on a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah he, he went back on Tom Snyder because mm. you know one one the first interview he did after it he had he didn't have his makeup on but they had his back to the camera still yeah. but then he came on a bunch of them and because he had the full beard and everything he still had the gray the gray hair and all that but yeah that was that was different you ever you ever think that maybe gene and paul had always kind of watched ace and peter and maybe yeah paul did a solo album gene did a solo album but gene and paul knew that without Kiss, they probably they wouldn't be. I mean, yeah, Ace has had a, probably the best solo career of the bunch, but he's been around for so long. Yeah. But with the four of them, man, I mean, it's like they were dynamite. But I, I think that that's why Gina and Paul has stuck together so long because they see, hey, you know, Ace and Peter tried it and they just never, it didn't never even came close to what Kiss was. Kiss, yeah. Well, I mean, you got to think about it too. Gene and Paul were the two founding members too. You got that brand and. You know, they didn't always get along, of course, but that's what I'm saying about Gene is that, that Paul was smart enough in the 80s to know Gene checked out, but they were still stronger together. Yeah. The kiss maybe if Gene left, because there was rumors about him leaving, Kiss wouldn't have survived probably without Gene. There wouldn't have been a a Paul Stanley band for long in the 80s. No. I mean there wouldn't have been a Gene Simmons band for long in the eighties. They, they, they were, they were wounded in the eighties. They were still, they were, they were okay. Well, they were, they weren't the monster. They were, yeah, they were trying to be just like, they were trying to be like other bands, like Def Leppard, Bond, trying to survive, Leopard. trying to survive. Yeah, they're trying to adapt yeah. and, you know, they couldn't go, you know, just like, can you imagine if they kept the makeup on and were playing with the makeup on in the late eighties when, it would have worked. It would have worked, or it wouldn't have worked. Wouldn't have worked. Wouldn't. Yeah, that's like that's like today. I was I was on a page and they were talking about the uh, Kiss Unplugged, and this guy put on there. I don't know the guy, but you know I didn't get in a fight with him. But he's going, well, I think putting the makeup back on it was a big bat worst step they ever did. And I'm like, no, it's like ten years before when they took the makeup yeah. off. It saved their ass because like in the '90s they were they were done. I mean, I love the revenge. I really love the revenge. Oh, yeah. They resorted to doing a grunge album, which, I mean, to me, I think, you know, and I'm in the minority on this, but I think Carnival Souls and The Elder are the two worst albums they've ever done. And that's my opinion, though. I mean, I, I mean, but it's like they, they, they were they were trying to be something they weren't. Right. If they just would have stepped to being kissed, it may have been different. In the 90s, I'm not sure about the 80s, definitely. But the 90s, I think that dog had that horse had run its right last race. Yeah, if they if they don't do the reunion tour at that time in the nineties, they're they're in trouble. Because uh, you even think about the late eighties, but I mean, they had to take Slaughter and Winger on with them, Faster Pussycat. They well, had to take newer bands to get more of a younger audience. Yeah, the audience loved them once they saw them. Well, but when they put the makeup back on, dude, that was just gangbusters, man. That, that was that was them alone. That hits Hot to Shade tour. Forever taken off helped help that tour more than anything. Yeah, right, I agree. Right the I ballot. Agree. Well, because they were supposed to tour the beginning and they waited till Forever came out. Yeah, you're right. Which yeah. is sad is because Hide Your Heart should have been big oh, too. Yeah, Hide Your Heart should have been a monster hit. But that's a lot of the kiss, the kiss, the the stuff like that hurt them with uh 
crazy nights. It's just yeah. a lot of the, yeah. So what's your number four? My number four is when I really discovered the band, probably about 10 years later, as you know, I was raised very religious. Explains a lot, I know. <laughs> and um, I remember we had to watch these like hard rock, anti these Christian anti-hard rock videos. And I think one of was called, there was one called Hell's Bells and Why Not Rock. And their biggest mistake to put in front of a teenage boy was actually the lyrics from like Bastard from Motley, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I remember that thinking, remember. you know, they, they thought it would shock. Oh my God. You know, this is so, you know, this is the devil. No, you're, you're a, you're a 12, 13, 14, 15 year old boy. This shit is, I mean, and, and, and I was watching this thing it was called why not rock or hell's bells or something. I tell you what, it had to be Ron Jeremy that was hosting this. The guy had the mullet. He had the freaking handlebar mustache. He kind of looked like Neil Sean does like in the early days of journey. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was like, they were talking about this and they were playing. I remember they played an ELO song and they were talking and they, and they played it backwards. The music is reversible. Yeah. And I remember thinking, and then they, they started playing the shit with Slayer. And they started playing the stuff of Metallica. And then they had Gene on there. And this is around the Creatures of the Night when that Kiss wanted to get arrested. They talked to anybody. They were just, it was Creatures of the Night, the best album they've done in years. But nobody gave a shit. And he and Gene being a rap, wanted to be a rabbi, he knew the Bible better oh, than, these, yeah. than these, these, and I'll say Southern preachers because I came from Southern Baptist. They're, everything, there's my hometown, Corpus Christi, which is two hours away from me. They shut the city down when Kiss played there, like in the late 70s. And I just remember, and, and Gene was so articulate, he made these guys look like complete idiots. He goes, oh, yeah, Jesus, you know, you know that Jesus was Jewish, right? You know, hey, dude, I win. He said that in one of the videos. But it's like, God. And I remember then in the, in the, in the 80s, Kiss, anything they could get, they would be on. Like they were on Oprah. You know, they were on shit they wouldn't do nowadays, probably, because they were more open. They needed the attention. And then I remember just thinking, wow, these guys are great. You know what I mean? And I just thinking Gene is so smart. that, And I was already into ACDC and shit like that. So it just, it got me into, it got me into Kiss. It really, it, it turned me into a Kiss T that day. You know, it it, 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 it had the direct opposite on me. It had, you know, you're supposed to, oh, you're going to burn... And that whole thing in the back of my mind, oh, you're going to burn in hell. But yeah, man, I'll be with Bond, Scott, and Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> you know and I mean? It was that part of me, too. So That's like telling the kid, you know, whatever you do when they're your kid, whatever you do, don't do this. And you put that in front of me. Just like you, I heard the same stuff that you heard. I mean, I wasn't, you know, as... You, you I, probably have been as impressed as I was. You probably weren't as strict to, to yeah. listen to stuff. But I listened to those that they, they all talked about the backward mask and stuff. And I remember the ELO one there and the guy played it. And I was like, wow. This is, but, you know, and then I was like, the Led Zeppelin stairway to heaven. Yeah. Why is we Satan? Natos, Natos, Natos. I remember that we were reading a book one time and I, I almost got expelled for this. But there's a part on there. Where uh, Vince Neil, they're like saying what Vince Neil said in like Nashville. I was like, 
Hey, Nashville, how you doing? We're just sorry we can't eat all the pussy out here tonight. <laughs> and of course, me and my buddies are like laughing our ass off. Well, a counselor sees that shit. Picks it up from us, man. I almost got expelled. I mean, it's like for, I mean, that, I got caught chewing gum one time and I almost got expelled. I mean, this, this was, this was like pretty Ooh. over the, this is like Detroit Rock City. Remember when <laughs> that oh, priest yeah. is eating the pizza? That, that was me, dude. That, my mom wasn't that way. She was actually cool. It was my dad that was that way. He's like, the devil's body count. You know what KISS stands for? Yeah, that 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 was always a uh, sore subject there with me when people would say that. But when you tell a teenage a teenager they can't do something, they're gonna rebel. It happened with it happened with Elvis. It happened with the Beatles. Yep. So number four for you was just uh, why not rock is what it was called. Right. Google hell if you if you want to watch something. Google like Hell's Bells or why not rock. I mean, it's just, I read this shit, man. It got me more into the bands. Because I think at the time, Motley was my favorite band. But it made me discover Kiss, so. Thank you, Protestants. So, number four for me. And I remember hearing about it was getting ready to happen. And it, I guess it had already, because you, you had a little bit of internet. I don't know, back in the day, when days of America Online, uh, they had what you would call a official Kiss chat room. Oh That's yeah, with the reunion. But then you had KissAsylum.com, which has been around yes. ever. The longest, probably the longest who, running. Who, who ran that, Stevie? Uh, <laughs> but that I, back in the day, I, I that was a great website. By I, the way, I always check. That was one of the first things I check every day. Was oh, I'm thinking about Tuku or whatever. That's what yeah, you're thinking about it. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Ha ha, funny, funny. Hey man, this is because I'm thinking, dude. I mean, that's the first, you know, smoke coming time. out of your ears. Yeah, that's why those headphones, all the smoke will be coming out <laughs> of your ears. Right now. Ain't much else up there. <laughs> no hair, but, no brains. <laughs> but then you started hearing about these conventions going around, and then. Peter, Peter shows up at a convention and, and plays on stage with him. So you're all like, okay, that was pretty cool. Was it Elvis for a while? Yeah. Star Magazine made Peter a fortune. Um, but then you got to the point where, okay, they're going to do MTV Unplugged, and Ace and Peter are coming out there to play. And I think that was around Halloween of, was it 96? 95 or 96 yeah. 95 95 uh and i remember going i we went i went somewhere i went to a friend's house and i it was like i think it was going to come on like 10 o'clock that night and i was like dude sorry because there was a bunch of people it was like a halloween party i said about nine o'clock i said sorry dude i got to go so i go go home and get myself straight sit back and watch and man i'm gonna tell you when they came out and played beth and 2000 man the first two like that with just the original four had chill bumps and i was like man this would be so great if they would get back together again. so great if they could do it one more time didn't even think about it back then but uh yeah unplugged is my number four because i i sat there watching i was like gosh you just I, I, they've got to do something, you know. Just they just it kind of refueled the fire. I mean, I I was always a big time Kiss fan, 
but it kind of refueled the fire and maybe pull out like the old my old albums and old cds and start listening to them again but then i come across the entire uncut unplugged episodes and i mean this is like i got it on like two there's two dvds i got them too the outtakes and everything and i'm like oh my gosh it's so great but that unplugged album you know and if you listen to the story um they talk i think i heard matt penfield talk about you remember him the ball guy mtv yeah he did the uh narration for second coming yeah. Uh, him and there was a guy named Alex that was a big Kiss fan that works for MTV. That Alex guy came to him and said, you know, talk, you need to talk to your guys up in, in whoever was making the decision. Said because they don't want they won't don't want Kiss to do a unplugged. They were like, so they went to his office. They went to that guy's office and started talking to him. Who cares about Kiss? He said uh, a lot of people do. He said I guarantee you. You put that out there, you're gonna make a killing, and it's one of the most popular unplugged. I think it's like the second. After yeah, the, it was probably the, behind Nirvana. Nirvana, or, yeah, yeah, or the Eagles. I think, or something it's gotta, like that. I think it's got to be Nirvana unplugged in New York, but uh, and it took off after that. Of course, everybody knows it led to the reunion, but that unplugged that night would would be my number four. I remember seeing that, and I remember I saw the writing on the wall. I I had wanted to see. I had wanted to see uh, the Revenge Tour, but I may got canceled. I knew the what the kind of the uh, what the uh, what was happening with music, so I was rocking. There was a uh, we had a local channel used to be back that was called ninety nine five point Kiss K I S S. You know, kind of funny, right? Right. And uh, they've been around since the early seventies, probably the longest Kiss has been around. They broke, they helped break like, uh, they had some old guys on here that broke like Rush and older bands like Budgie and like Judas Priest and stuff, you know, because San Antonio at one time was known as the, the hard rock capital, you know, of, of the world because everybody would stop here. And they were going, well, Kiss is back together. They're going to get back. And this is before it became official. And I know the guy that said this because he was a Kiss nerd like me. And he said it, you just wait, they're going to get back together. And this is before it was made, and I knew then it was going to made. I kind of saw the writing on the wall because I got to see them on the, uh, remember the tour before, uh, what was, the, what was the, the tribute album? Kiss My Ass. Kiss My Ass. They did a like, they did some dates in like, uh, I think there's a, a, a bootleg of uh, St. Paul, like uh, Brazil or something like that. But they also played a thing called. Oh La yeah, Samana. I got that. I got that. It was one of the first. They also they also played La Samana, which is a like a, a festival they used to have here in San Antonio. And they played and they played Going Blind. It's one of the only like couple places they ever played Going Blind. But I remember seeing that shit. And I'm like, holy shit! And then when they kicked off, Unplugged, with Coming Home, I was like, there's a fucking reunion coming around, dude. I there I. <laughs> Knew it. I'm the big. I'm the biggest kiss nerds there is. Yeah, and I was kind of upset because I I respected the makeup. Oh I yeah, liked the makeup. But I was an '80s kiss fan. I'm like Jericho. I I mean Revenge with and of course Eric Carr. I I put them all together, Singer and Carr, because I I you know because it's got Bruce in it. That's I think that's why. You know what I'm saying? And it's just God. It was so great. 
But my biggest bitch about <laughs> about uh, Unplugged is that they didn't release any singles. See You Tonight could have been a single. But why in the hell did they not put Got to Choose on the U.S. release? It's on the box set, and I love it. But got that—that that is one of the best versions of a great song. I, I mean, there's, and I think that they—they, but they, I think they were so focused on the, hey, shit, we're getting more attention than we ever did. Exactly. That they kind of put the unplugged thing behind them. That was rated by Entertainment Weekly as one of the best, you know, albums of the year. Yeah. Kiss was finally getting it. It, it just sucks. They put out one of their best albums in years with the unplugged, and it gets overshadowed by the makeup. That's that's his typical non-makeup Kiss. It's always overshadowed by the makeup, which you well, know, that's what they did. So yeah. I mean, that's who they are. So you mean you didn't want the, uh, you did, you didn't want the country version of God of Thunder released as a single? No, but the the uh, Hard Luck Woman that was a pretty badass version by Garth. I loved it. God of Thunder, yeah. Bert Country. What is that? Is that you haven't seen that? I don't want to see it, dude. No. Oh yeah, you need to. Uh, no, I I'll look at it my own time. You need to uh, check it out. <laughs> uh, it, it can't be any worse than that. I don't want to miss a thing by Mark Chestnut. Oh, my God. The Aerosmith's Vaughn's war bad enough. Gene, Gene breaks out on the Unplugged. He does a God of Thunder country version. What about the the the, the banjo version of Jump with David Lee Roth? That yeah, oh, that was God. pretty cool. No, it wasn't. They mashed it together. All right. So... Number three for you. All right. 1985, 84, 85. There's a girl. And she's oh, talking about Kiss. I was already into Motley Crue and ACD at the time. <laughs> and she was telling me about Tears Are Falling. I go, who sings that? Kiss. And of course, I knew Kiss from like, God dang, you know. But so I go, and you know, there's this little thing called Columbia House, <laughs> and all the magazines. Hey, mom, let's get this and stuff. So I pick up probably, I at the time, I thought it was probably the worst album cover they've ever done. It was just ugly, but it was typical 80s. Right there, baby. Yep. My first Kiss album. <laughs> and what's better than the front cover? The back cover. Yeah, with the, the artist had that pepperoni right there at Paul's chest. Yeah. King of the Mountain, any way you slice it. Who wants to be lonely? Trial by fire, I'm alive. Love's a deadly weapon. Tears are falling. My favorite. Probably one of my favorite Kiss songs in my top five secretly cruel i remember going to my dad and going dad what's lingerie I mean, i'm like 12 <laughs> years old my dad's like what the hell are you asking that you know what that means and I, and I thought it was like a perfume she wore lingerie it's like you know perfume or something so i had gotten into kiss with the devil music and stuff and there was a song on there i'm making this kind of a tie here and i was like what is that song? And it was, I love it loud. That was the video they were showing. And you know, that video still looks badass to this day. You know, that guy's comb hanging out his back pocket. Yeah. They didn't have that to feather their hair. Right. You know, I had hair back then, Stevie. 
<laughs> but I remember looking for that song and looking for that song and I couldn't, you know, there's no Google at the time. So I saw, I was looking around, looking around. I go, this has got to be it. Rock and roll all night. I go, that's it. That's it. So I buy probably maybe a, maybe not, not even a year later. I buy Dress to Kill. To this day, two different eras of the band. Two probably still my favorite era, favorite albums. Probably next to Destroyer Love Gun, you know. There's so many. But I thought, you know, hey, that's, you know, rock and roll night. And I remember hearing Room Service, and I'm thinking. And, you know, after hearing, you know, at the time, Animal Eyes or Asylum, and thinking, God, these guys are pretty soft. You know what I mean? Because you listen to Room Service or you listen to something yeah. off asylum there's not as it's not as loud in the 70s as it was in the 80s and i listened to it and got into it then i heard getaway you know she and i mean i i just it, i i was in the cult dude I, I was drinking the kool-aid and everything dude with asylum and dress to kill dude i i was hooked dude yeah so that getting, getting asylum off and uh uh getting asylum off columbia house and then graduating to uh dress to kill to this day, probably I like every song on both albums. That's some uh, both sides of the spectrum there, going from one side to the other, pretty much with the dress to kill and asylum. But, yeah, because I because I think what because the Kiss Exposed had come out around that time, mm -hmm. and there was a magazine. Remember the magazine that used to come out? Yeah, Kiss Exposed. And I remember I gotta go back and I went back and slowly. I mean, everybody knew Destroyer, everybody knew that, but I just remember seeing the dress to kill. I was like, man, they look pretty cool on that. I mean, while they're in suits, that's pretty cool. You know, back when we were getting the vinyl and, and my parents were, you know, they would get us the vinyl and all that stuff. There was one that we always, always seemed for some reason. What's up, Murph? John Murphy. What's up, buddy? Thanks for the like. Um, Is that Murph? Yeah, it's Murph. It was one that we didn't ever get. And for some reason, it was never part of my collection till I got it on cassette one year at Christmas, and that was the self-titled, the debut album. Uh, you know, I heard all the hits from, like, Double Platinum, but when I got that for Christmas that year, and I put it in, in my Walkman, and I was like, okay, what's this kissing time? Um, love theme from Kiss. That was really the, you know, I knew uh, nothing to lose from Alive, but let me know I didn't know. So that that was like opening up a whole new thing for me that year when I I, I wore that cassette out because uh, I've been waiting to get it for a while. I don't know why we never got that one on vinyl when I, back in the day, but I remember that making no sense to me as why you know you on Kiss and, and I know that why they did it, but on the Kiss album how they put the live version of Got to Choose and it's like, but that came out like four years later. Even I knew that you know it was like. Still, still one of my least favorite Kiss songs. I just the whole what thing got to choose. It's just what it's about. It's just uh, <laughs> there's so many other avenues you can go with. Why that one? I just don't get it. Yeah, I gotta get some Purell on me right now. I'm thinking about it. Easy. Number <laughs> three, number three for me. And you know, I didn't go. I, 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 I the first time I went to see him in concert live. It was on the Def Leppard Kiss tour. Uh, I think the Dead Daisies opened up for him. And then that was yeah. the first time you saw Kiss. Yes, 
Really? Yeah. Look, you got to remember, I live like, gosh, in, in the food. Dead Daisies were badass. That was a yeah, badass show. I was, really that good. I was glad we got there to see them. Was Karabi with them at the time? Yes. yes. That was Karabi. Okay. Yes. Uh, but uh, seeing them that night, and, you know, Def Leppard was, okay, Dead Daisies came on first. Then Def Leppard, because you know they were kind of rotating that. I was glad Def Leppard didn't close. No, they didn't rotate that tour. They were, they Iron were, uh, no, that was Motley and Kiss. That wasn't Def Leppard. Def Leppard said that we're going to open up for Kiss because they deserve that. Yeah, right. that was the whole, yeah. That was, Motley, Motley and Kiss did it though. Yeah, that was when they had the spider uh, stage and that was so cool. But to, you know, to hear them, uh, where is that? Where's my set list at from that day? Just had it up here. Anyway, to see, to get to see them, and, and you know, wasn't great, wasn't the best seats in the world, but it was, it was outdoors. Uh, they played Hide Your Heart Live, which I thought was great. And then to hear my, you know, one of my favorite Kiss songs. I won't say my all-time favorite. I want to give is that where you wore makeup to that one picture you yeah. had out there with your yeah. wife. Or the Ace Freely makeup. Uh, Black Diamond to see Black Diamond done live and see them go up, and I was like, oh gosh, just the. But getting to see them the first time in concert after all those years, because I'll tell you this: back when the reunion tour started. They were playing the closest, well, not the closest to the game, but my brother comes home. And he was like, him and his friends are like, we're going to get tickets to, to see them play in Greensboro, which is about three or four hours away. Yeah. And I was like, hello, your brother. <laughs> Want to go. The one, that, uh, the one that's been a fan the whole time, because he kind of checked out a little bit with Kiss. But when they got back together, he was like, yeah, you can't, you can't go with us. And I was like. You know, I was like, really? You won't even let me ride with y'all. It's not like I'm, a, I'm, it's not like I'm like 12 years old, aggravating brother or anything. I said, just. I, I don't know. In your brother's defense, Stevie, I, I haven't met you in person, but I can see his point. I got you. I, I'm I, kidding. I'm kidding. I knew that was coming, but uh, yeah. It's all, love, it's all out of love, Stevie. To see him the first time, you know, in concert was, was really cool. And to say I got to see him at least, at least that one time. But yeah, that was pretty cool. Virginia Beach, where we went to see them, and uh, that off the soundboard, the one that was so great. No, no, no. <laughs> thank God, yeah, that was horrible. Uh, it was 2004, August 8, 2014. I remember the day. Yeah, it was like 2000. It was like when I saw them on that tour. It was in Houston. They didn't play San Antonio. They played Houston, and I had never seen Def Leppard. I was like, I got to see Def Leppard, and they played this place called the Woodlands, which is like the richest part of Houston with all the oil money. I mean, it's a nice little community. The hotel was right there. Could walk over to the arena. And I was thinking, oh, this is a chance I'll get to meet them and I won't have to pay $1,000. Wrong. Right. So here's a, here's a set list. So Psycho Circus was the opener. Deuce, Shout It Out Loud, War Machine, Hotter Than Hell, I Love It Loud, Lick It Up, then they had the bass solo, uh, God of Thunder, Hide Your Heart, Calling Dr. Love, Love Gun, Black Diamond, Detroit Rock City, and Rock and Roll Island. And then they... It wasn't as long either because Def Leppard played. Yeah. 
I love Kiss on there, but I really enjoyed Def Leppard because I'd never Def seen Leopard it. Leppard was really good that night too. Yeah, I, that's that was the first time I'd seen Def Leppard too. So I've seen Def Leppard twice. I saw them with <laughs> Journey, and that was a that was a tour that they were flipping around. Nothing wrong. And with I was that. thinking, hopefully they'll play before Journey. Nope, they had to play after Journey, so I had to sit through Journey. <laughs> that, I, and Def Leppard, I they've got to use backing tracks. There's because, a, man, they're great. God, they're great in concert. And and we were when we I saw him here in San Antonio, not with Kiss, but with Journey. I was right by the stage where uh, Rick Allen. Yeah, they may be using tapes there, but that boy ain't using tapes. And what that guy can do with one arm, it's it's amazing. Def Leppard. If I I there was a I think we're talking about Heart earlier. I think it was Tesla, Def Leppard, and Heart were playing, and I didn't go to that tour. Oh, wow. But I hope and heart goes with like you know somebody like that. But Def Leppard, I I don't care if they use backing tracks; they're great live. I love Def Leppard. Yeah, I, I mean they they. I noticed that night, listen to them, that they were so on point with the back back and vocals. I was like, there is no way they can. Hit. And isn't, isn't it funny how a certain guy that we listen to every oh, once yeah. in a while is such a hard on about kiss doing it, but, but bands like Def Leppard, he, he lets, and Motley, he lets slide. Just won't any names. Could you be talking about anyway? If you're going to be bitching about everybody, do it. It's a show. It's all yep. about a show. That's I what agree. it's about. Uh, and, and while we're talking about Tesla, I want to throw a shout out to a, 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 one of our fellow podcasters who I, I don't know if you've listened to this podcast or not. It's called My Weekly Mixtape. Okay. Uh, the host name is Brian Colburn. He used to be the ho- co-host of Playlist Wars, but he had Frank Frank Hannon from Tesla oh, really? uh, this past week. And I, li- I listened to it the other night. He knocks it out of the park. Brian does a great job with that. What's, so- it, what's it called again? My weekly playlist. You see it? I will check it out. I'm always looking for oh, mixtape. My weekly mixtape. Excuse me. Oh, mixtape. There it is. A playlist of uh, gradation podcasts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Check it out. He's got. He's had a lot of good good guests on there, and I think he's getting ready to get Uncle Cracker on. Um, so, but yeah, Frank Hannon from Tesla was on this past week, which was was really really good. I know how big a Tesla fan you are. Hello. So, I think we're on number two for you. Number two. Okay. Talk about the Revenge Tour. 1991-92. I'm around 20, getting close to be 20 years old. <laughs> a long time ago. And I, my grandmother, she lived in Dallas. And... Um, so my mom at the time worked for Southwest Airlines. So we just, you know, this is the 90s. We'd fly up there and, you know, non-rev and, you know, go up there and visit her. And, yeah, you know, I told you that story about how I'd go up there on Saturdays to watch the Von Erics and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. How that, how that one time I was on the plane, I met Jeep Swenson. Remember Jeep Swenson? The guy I that do remember Jeep Swenson. played uh, Bane in the... Uh, yes, he rests his soul. I, and I remember it's right after Mike Von Erich died. And I was like, hey, isn't that sad about Mike? And he goes, I'll call yeah. And I... And he was a heel at the time. I was like, I knew it. It was fake. But I didn't say that. But um, I, we went up right there, there. And they I, there's a, they have a thing in San Antonio called the San Antonio Current. It's like an independent paper that was like shows like, you know, gigs playing, people playing and everything like that. Do you, you got that up there? Like a, 
you know how the kiss like they found it was an ace in the recycler or whatever it was like a local oh i mean it's like one of those free you know those free yeah, in, in, in the in the bigger cities we probably would but not yeah not right here yeah it's left leaning stevie so i know you pick it right up you know <laughs> but no it was it we have one called the essay current but it was up there in dallas and i saw this tour i saw this advertisement kiss club tour i'm like what this is before this is like right a couple years before this is a couple years before the internet stuff so i picked it up and it was like kiss they're playing this place called austin city limits so I had a buddy of mine that went to high school with. He moved back to Oklahoma after we graduated. Oklahoma City's like a couple hours away from Dallas. And I go, hey, Kiss is playing a club on April 30th, 1992, my 20th birthday. What do you say? I, you know, I'll get the tickets. And this is back when you had to call. Remember those old days when you, yeah. had, to get, yeah, you, had, to you had to get the you had to get the rotary dial and shit out, you know, and and, and call. And I got tickets and it was a club tour. And my, my grandmother goes, oh, I know where that's at. I'll, I'll let you find it. And my late grandmother, bless her soul, that woman drove like a bat out of hell. <laughs> so I fly up to Dallas. I know I fly up to I fly up to Oklahoma City. We fly to Dallas. My grandma and we drive down to Dallas. So my grandma takes me over there, and she just like takes off. And my buddy's like, man, your grandma doesn't want to be here, does she? You want us to go home? And it was like on the worst part of Dallas. This is around '92. This is after the Rodney King verdict. Oh, riots are going on. Anyway, I'll just get along. Yeah, and it was like we were over there, and it was probably on the world bad part inside of Dallas. And I remember we were standing in line, and this guy in front of us, dude, had to be Pablo Escobar, dude. <laughs> you guys are gonna come party with me, right? After the gig, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So we went in, and it was a place called Austin City Limits. It was a little club on Dallas. There was a band. It probably had to be the worst band I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen Rush and Primus together. And it was called Shooting Gallery. They were horrible. I know that people talk about, oh, that was a great dude. Like, no, they were horrible. And it was some guy from some other band. One of the guys was in the Sex Pistols, which explains a lot. Oh, gosh. But they were bad. But it was, I remember, and it was Kiss, and it was hot as hell. But they, it was Kiss, and they did, and they did a lot of shit that they had never done. And I remember it was got, and it was, you know, the club tour I'm talking about. It was yeah. like a, they did the Troubadour, they did all these places. They actually, yeah. uh, for Headbangers Ball, yeah, for the before that came on, they were all through it. They were doing that, yeah. But I got to see that tour, and it was kind of a warm up tour. And I remember saying, "Why isn't Gene doing his tongue? He just didn't do his tongue." He had a bet evidently with the guys that he could not do his tongue in like one show. And I guess he won it. But I mean, it's weird. He did the fire thing, which is so crazy. Now I've seen kiss tribute bands in these clubs and everybody knows what happened at great white, but we didn't think about that shit back then. And you remember those doors, they were, they, we go to clubs and the doors were always chained shut. Yeah. I mean, there's a fire going out, but seeing kiss in a club on my 20th birthday, 1992, that's how old I am. Ladies and gentlemen, but I remember I was in, I went to school that day. I flew up to Oklahoma city. We went to see kiss. They were great. And I remember hearing they were playing revenge because revenge hadn't come out yet. And they were playing. I just want it. And I was thinking, how are they going to get away with that? Putting that on the radio? Cause I, I heard, you know, 
Oh yeah. You know, 20 year old guy. Fuck. You know, you say fuck it's fuck. But when revenge came out, it was a whole new thing. A kiss. I love the album. I love the Bob Ezra part of it. I loved, I just want to, I loved when I, and I'd seen Unholy already. That's the only song I really heard, but they did a lot of deep tracks and it just, I don't remember the tour thing, but I got a bootleg of it somewhere and it, it was kissing, you know, you could see right now that they were headed back towards the makeup. I mean, it was just a mat. The writing was on the wall. Yeah. That's like when I see those things about how Eric or how Bruce and Eric were like surprised. It's like, they know. How, I mean, they knew. Because evidently uh, Bruce Kulick said that Paul told him back in the late 80s, oh, there's going to be a re And that's what freaked Eric, uh, Eric Carr out because he knew it was coming. There was a, I think they said in 89, it was close. They were close to having an ace. Yeah. Not open up for them. Open up for them. So, uh, but looking at the set list for like that club tour, yeah, you talk about going back to the old days, Creatures of the Night, Deuce. Of course, you had I Just Wanna. Yeah. Parasite, Heavens yes. on Fire, yes. Unholy, yes. Domino, Watching You, Yes. Hotter Than Hell, Fire. The Alive Three, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Forever, I Want You, War Machine, Lick It Up, Take It Off, Rock and Roll All Night, Cold Gin, I Love It Loud, and then Detroit Rock City. Yeah. So it didn't close with uh, Rock and Roll All Night. No, they did not. Because that like, was kind of weird on the Live Three, how they didn't close with it, you know? Yeah, it was. But, you know, I remember you talked about that like we said, the Headbangers Ball, which was the go-to show back in the day on MTV. You stayed up Saturday nights to watch that. And, you know, just watching that night, seeing, you know, first time I saw Unholy, I think they premiered it on that show that night. Who was hosting it when it came on? Ricky Rackman. No. Who was guest hosting it? Who was, who was a lot? Okay, Ricky Rackman, yeah. But who was actually on his guest that actually debuted that? I don't know who was it. It was Slaughter. Oh, because I remember it was it was Slaughter. They debuted Unholy. Well, maybe it, it was, wasn't the night they debuted Unholy when I saw it. Maybe it was just the first time it I was saw Dana it. Strum and Mark, and they were talking about how it's back to kid. Everybody was talking about how heavy Kiss was getting again and stuff. And you know, I love Slaughter because I saw him like three times on that on the Shade Tour. Or actually, I saw him once with Poison and twice with Kiss. That's right. But uh, yeah, watching that that night, and you know, who care? I was like, who cares about the video? Get back to Kiss. I want to see. How, how shocked were you when you saw that video? Was it? I mean, it shocked. wasn't. It wasn't rise to it. It was shocked. It was like I was shocked. Oh, crap! Here we go. I mean, I was like, here we go, and you know, because you you hadn't heard that kind of cute stuff from Kiss in a long time. It, I mean, probably since Creatures, but uh. Yeah. I remember liking the kiss doing it, but when like Skid Row did it, I didn't buy it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, Skid Row couldn't pull that out. Yeah, I but I like Slave of the Grind now. I didn't like it then because I wanted my Skid Row to be 18 in life, you know. Kiss should have been heavier, and I wish they would have done it sooner, but I love the 80s, so what do I know? Well, they took a chance, and, and I mean, everybody talks about what the singles from Revenge, one the first two, Gene... Wasn't it Unholy and Domino? And then they would did I Just Wanna. So I, I, yeah. What? Okay. That the first one was Gene. Wow. Let me ask you a question. 
Mm-hmm. I've seen this on a lot of people asking this. If you had to pick between creatures or revenge, who would you pick? What would you pick? Ooh. That is a tough one there, dude. I'm 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 running the creature songs through my head because I've I've already had the revenge stuff in my head. Gosh. I good question, right? Yes. That's a tough one. Um, wow. I got to go with Creatures. I love every song on Creatures. I don't love every song on Revenge. I don't, oh, like, the, I don't like the those two songs that's the Heart of Chrome and there's another Paul song on there that they're like, like. No, not Take It. There's another song on there besides Heart of Chrome. I don't like Heart of Chrome and I, there's another one, but I like every song on Creatures. Creatures is just so un. That's their, that is Kiss's most underrated album. That is just such a great album. It's a, it's a shame it's not up there. Like you know, well, that's their own fault. Though. Some people that uh, tough love is one you're talking about. Yeah, I don't like those two songs. Tough uh, love and they Heart say of Chrome. Love and Heart of Chrome sound a lot alike. I like yeah, I, I like Gene's songs on there. Of course, Unholy, Thou Shall Not. But and I don't like. I'm not a big fan of Car Jam because I don't like instrumentals. But it's Eric Carr, so it's still well. That's cool. the reason that's on there. It's, I mean, they but it sounds that. like that. It sounds like Breakout, but it's the Ace that's song. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. But but I just wanna the, the whole take it off. That was a little. That I don't know. I thought that was kind of cheesy, but it's Kiss. So what do we know? Yeah, that was Breakout, but that that was actually recorded. I think. Around the time of the elder, yeah, and but they went back over it and let Bruce play the guitar over this recording. So and I don't get how anybody doesn't like God gave rock and roll to you. I love that song, God, I, I love that song, Bill and I Ted. Love the, and I love the video, yeah. I mean, that was that was around the time you you kind of knew after that, too, that with him showing all that, that yeah, and all those videos coming out, like Extreme Close Up and uh, you know, Kiss Confidential, all that. Shit. Yeah, the you knew it was coming. That, the one that I remember watching it because if one came out, I was getting uh, the one that I really thought. And if you watch during the end, it, it's I don't know if it's, if you can find it now. I've got a copy of it, but the Kiss My Ass uh, home video. Yeah. At the end, they did what was going to be the cover of carnival souls you know the guy with the head yeah but gene's up there talking about the more we look to the future the more we realize the past is what god and after, you won't hear him saying that nowadays though <laughs> i heard that i was like okay what what is going on with that you know because you had you know you hadn't heard that a lot from them up until then the more we look to the future, more we realize how much how important the past was. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's get ready to take off. You like Carnival Souls, right? I don't dislike it. There's some songs on there that I I I like, uh, but there's also some songs up there that I have to skip. Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's. I mean, honestly, the probably the last good album Kiss ever did was Revenge. Well, you know, it it, it wasn't. They don't yeah, even. but I mean, I think Revenge is the last album they actually probably. Yeah, no, Carnival Souls. I think they worked pretty hard on, but. Well, yeah, I think Bruce and them, you know, 
like I can listen to Bruce's song on on Carnival. Uh, I walk alone. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I remember. I'll tell you this. Jungle's good. We talked about uh, tape trade. And remember that? Remember that? How that wasn't released yet, and it was on the internet. I got it. Somebody sent me a cassette tape of it, and I heard it. And I was like, it wasn't the best quality, but when I heard heard it, I was like, oh, what the heck is this? It almost had a better mystique when it wasn't released. Like when they released it, yeah. it was like, yeah, it's just there. You know, it's like okay. Yeah. Uh, when it was like, oh, they're not going to release this. This is so great, and then. Once they released it, it didn't sell. So it's like I wonder. Okay. I wonder what was going through their heads though to release it though, even though they knew they were going. I mean, was it just the fact? I, I don't think it was. So I don't think it was. I don't think it was their decision. I think it was just a record company thing. Maybe so. But uh, there's a lot of guys on here as far as the songwriting credits that you don't usually see with uh, Kiss. Uh, Scott Van Zen. Uh, there's a. Curtis Cuomo. Uh, so was Jamie, he a governor of New York? Uh, oh, wait. Jamie St. James, who I think was in uh, Black uh, and Blue. Black and Blue with Tommy Thayer. Uh, but Ken Tamplin. Hello, Miss Mystery. Great song, by the way. Ken Tamplin. Is, is and the guy that did Alice in Chains, didn't he produce it? Mike Clink or not? Toby. Toby, Toby Wright. Mike Clink did Guns N' Roses. Never mind. Yeah, Toby Wright was the one who did that. All right. So that's your number two. My number two. That was your number two, wasn't it? I know. That's what I'm saying. I was right. just emphasizing what you just said. All right. Number two for me, you talked about it earlier. Um, man, as a five-year-old kid, I re you know, you got – we talked about the TV Guide earlier. I remember – Were they, were they on the cover of TV Guide? No, they weren't on the cover of it. But you you know when you'd open up the TV guide and then you look to the week ahead and then, then yeah. see, sometimes they would have like the uh, a like a re, not a recap but a preview of certain yeah. shows from there and they had a preview of that and I was like oh my gosh it's coming on Saturday night it was on Saturday night and I forgot I think it was like eight o'clock or something like that it started it was Halloween uh, night wasn't it I don't know it was exactly or it was around Halloween it was around Halloween. But I know the date was the same. That our school always had a fall festival, and that the school was right across the street from us. So I mean, I mean, like right across the street. So you didn't have to ride no covered wagon go to school, huh, Steve? No, no, I just walked. But uh, that night they were like, my mom was like, "Well, I don't know. You didn't have any VCR or DVR or anything like that. So if you want to watch, not even a Betamax, dude. That's how far back it was. There and be ready." So yes. let me tell you, at 7.30 when we were at the Fall Festival, I'm like, okay, let me go home. I don't care. You just walk me home as a five-year-old kid. I said, walk me home, and I'll stay in the house by myself. And I think my one of, I think my cousin came and stayed over there with us that night. We watched that, that movie, and I mean, it was so – you know, as a kid, you didn't get many chances back then to see Kiss on TV. No. So when you saw him and then seeing them as superheroes flying around and doing all this stuff, I mean, it, I didn't see back then. I didn't see how bad it was. I was just like, it's great. It's a classic. Yeah. And then I think, let's see, that was 78. And then it had to be like 85 when we got, we got our first VCR for Christmas. And luckily 
I'm sitting there that night, and of course, you know, I had cassettes, and I'm staying up late. Everybody's gone to bed but me. It's like 11 o'clock, and that Friday night, Christmas was on like a Friday. So that Friday night, CBS always did, instead of having like a Friday night, they didn't have the, the talk shows like they do now. They had like a movie of the week. So the news is on, 11.15, they go to commercial, and they say, coming up next on the, the CBS movie of the of the week, late night movie of the week. Because and we couldn't get anything else. Kiss. Kiss meets the family. I was like, holy crap. We had like two blank tapes. We only had <laughs> two blank tapes. I popped one of those jokers in, and I, I recorded. Man, I was like, and I sat there and watched that thing just like a little kid. And I, I did like you did. Around the same time you did too. I bought the VHS when it came out like that. But uh, it's a cult favorite. I mean, you can go back right now. I I'm love not, it. I love it. I like the original version better than I do Attack of the Phantoms because I, I guess the cheesy 70s music. Uh, when it, during the, during the fight. And I mean, I do like some of the, uh, the way they put the solo album stuff in there. But some of it doesn't fit, you know. Like a fight scene, I think one of the fight scenes is Peter singing uh, "Hooked on Rock and Roll." I mean, come on! But uh, but when yeah. they hit the stage doing "I Stole Your Love," that's just fucking oh gosh, bad ass. That's and just that is one that of is the, kiss at their height. That is one of the holy grails of unreleased stuff. I would love to see is that concert at Magic Mountain that night. Uh, Does it exist or what? I've never heard anybody say whether it does or whether it doesn't, but Kiss if Kiss has got it, they need to release that. You know the thing of, the thing about Kiss is that for a band that really records everything, they sure miss a lot of shit. I mean it's it's One like the most visual bands. Yeah, I know, and it's just they don't they don't put it out. If they would put stuff out like they did back in the day, like I mean when they did Kissology, that was great. Kissology stuff. Which I know that's tied up with, but they don't own that supposedly. I guess, right? Yeah, the the name. But why can't you just put it under a different name? Um, but yeah, you know, you remember you had the the was exposed came out, and then that was that was a game changer. Exposed was awesome. A few years later, you had uh, extreme close up. Then you had the confidential, confidential, confidential with the with the live three concert stuff, and then you had the second coming. I mean, they were putting stuff out. Then Kissology comes after that. They were putting stuff out left and right. And, and it just stopped. And then just stopped. Just like it's nothing. So I don't know if they're waiting. Maybe they're waiting. Well, that, that's what they were saying. That lawsuit that they're going with that Kurt dude. Maybe that's what it is. That they're getting ready to release something. I don't know. Maybe so. I hope it's so. just It's just weird how they wrote the songs, but they don't own the live recordings. I don't. I'm not a lawyer, but that's just kind of weird to me. Yeah, um, I, I don't understand that either, but they, they've it is what it is. I'm just ready to see, you know, what when you watch Kiss Exposed and they're going through the whole the basement part or whatever, the wherever they, they got all the stuff at. Yeah. And, and then and I know it's probably full of crap when you when you hear them talk about it. We recorded every show. You know, he Paul says that we recorded every show from every tour. And I was like, holy crap, would I like to get it in there and just, just go through that. But, 
you know. But I mean, watching watching that Kiss Exposed and seeing them go through that shit, and then thinking about like what thirty years later that everything's on YouTube, a lot of that shit's on YouTube. Yep. I mean, it was like when you're talking about you know seeing the Kiss stuff on TV. I mean, that was the part of like you know, yeah, everything's at your exposed, everything's at your hands now. But that was the the great thing about going into a, like a record store and seeing a what the fuck is this bootleg from Japan? What what is yeah. this? You know what is killers. you know and, and, and yeah what yeah killers like I had no idea that existed yeah. and I was at Kmart and it was like yeah. what the hell is this? It had four new songs on. I'm like this is shit's great. Yeah, I mean and it was like and then I remember getting the the the, uh, the uh, creatures of the night the one without the makeup had well Bruce doesn't play on this what's he doing yeah. on here. And and you know, getting that, I have that somewhere somewhere in my 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 uh, kiss archives. But just you know, it was you know, yeah, it's great to have everything. I love having everything on my phone. But there was just something about like when I went to a record convention, they used to have these in the early nineties, and I saw what who is this Wicked Lester people? I had kind of heard about it, but I got a, a cassette tape of it, put it in my car, and I love some of that. Like keep me waiting. Too many Mondays uh, in the darkness. That shit was great because it was my band. And then, like, I remember buying my first Kiss bootleg, like a VHS, and it was the uh, the one with Deuce. It's like, well, I know Deuce from Exposed, so give me that one, you know. And it was yeah. just, I, I mean, there was something about that that tech. I love technology. I work in it. That's my oh, yeah. thing. But technology's spoiled a lot of shit because yeah, I mean, yeah. just the, the surprise. Like you know, going to the going to Musicland and seeing Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. Like, I thought that was coming out in Christmas. Why is it doing out in Thanksgiving? Seeing you know, Kiss Me, Stefan on the Park. I mean, it's just it the surprise. Now you know whenever think there's no surprises anymore. It's like wrestling; they ruin it. Oh yes, yeah. too much. So, I I wouldn't trade my childhood that shit for nothing because oh no, it, it's like just kind of getting to Kiss. I was a blockbuster. What's this Kiss Uncensored? What is this? What what is what is this thing? I put it on there. I, I get all these late charges from charges from Blockbuster for playing it. It's I still have I I have it I have it on my freaking phone now, dude. My Kiss themed phone. I have Animal Eyes. I mean, did you think we would have that crap? You know, you know, 30, Never. 40 years ago. It's it's crazy Never. what technology's done. I remember uh you know getting the Animal Eyes uncensored from Blockbuster and Barring somebody else's VCR and doing the whole oh the VHS the statue Gene will probably come after me now. Statue of limitations are done. What's that? What's that warning they put on there? 1977. It's 1987. Who cares about 1977? Exactly. But yeah, I did that. But uh, yeah. So number one for you. Number one for me has to be. I was a senior in high school. Well, actually, senior, junior, junior, or senior. No, I was a, I was a junior in high school. Uh, Forever had just come out, and so this big tour was announced, and they started off in Lubbock, Texas. I had missed Kiss, Kiss, Crazy Nights a couple years late, earlier. I didn't. I, my mom was working. I didn't have a car at the time. I was like 15 at the time. And I was like, next time they play, I'm going. So lo and behold, two or three years later, forever comes out, hide your heart, hot in the shade. They play Lubbock, I think, and then Houston, and then Austin was like their second. And it was so early in the tour. Hell, my mom took me. She goes, and because my buddies, nobody was old enough to drive at the time, right? 
So I was like 17 at the time. It's like, well, I'll go with you. It's Austin. It's 45 minutes away. So we went up there and it was so early in the tour that they still were selling the Kiss Crazy Nights uh, programs. Oh, yeah. They didn't have the the hot in the shade ones yet. So I bought that one, you know, and and I bought it. And it's, of course, you were here because you wanted the best, you know, and it's that whole thing. And I remember it went it was it was the Frank Irwin Center, which is still here. I actually saw that on the farewell tour, the same place, thinking, it's the last time I got to see them. Right. So they came out and they played I Stole Your Love. It was so let up with it. Opened up with it. It was so loud. I go, what the hell is this? I couldn't, I couldn't hear it. But I was just, it was it was my second concert I've ever gone to. The first one was White Snake, and I got I'll slip of the tongue. And I got to meet Tony Katain. So like it's gonna take a lot to top that shit. So, but I mean, Kiss was so loud. I think it was it was Slaughter, Faster Pussycat, and then Kiss. Because yeah. Faster Pussycat was supposed to, they played San Antonio a few months later, but they got yeah. <laughs> they got arrested for cussing. Imagine that happening these days. <laughs> but so they skipped San Antonio. So I was a I was a junior in high school, and my mom was like, "I'll write you a note. You can skip school tomorrow." I was like, "No, I got to wear my shirt. I got to wear my Kiss shirt." Of course, I went, you know, I had to go to school to show off my shirts because that's what you did back in the day. You had to wear your shirt that you went to the yeah. concert to show how you went to. Can't do that at work now. But I remember seeing that and how great they were. Fast forward August, got my first job, everything. Well, they were coming around again and they were going to play San Antonio. So this time it was Slaughter, Winger, and Kiss. Me and my buddies, we got seventh row. We put the makeup on and everything. I got a guitar pick from Paul. I got a guitar pick from Gene. And it was just, it was just, it was right before my senior year, maybe a couple weeks before high school started. But talking about, you know, like my, probably my favorite year next to the club was seeing them the first time getting, I had the white hot in the shade shirt with them in front of Leon. Yeah. I don't know where that shirt is. And I've been trying to find it online, but they never get the great one. But I mean, talk about being a Kiss fan at the time. I mean, they were just, that was probably, you know, just that's my top thing because I saw them for the first time. I missed them in 87, but goddamn, I saw them in 89 and 90. I saw them twice. So yeah, that's yeah. my, you know, first time. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's like they said on Detroit Rock City, man. This is better than the first time I got to finger a chick. <laughs> okay. Leon Spinks. I wonder how long it took. Uh, people to put that together. Some people probably still haven't put together why they call him Leon Spinks. But anyway, um, don't you remember that that too? Also, that when uh, Headbangers Ball went on the road with them too, they were in love. Yeah, when it happened yeah. And stuff. The set list is probably one of the best set lists for Hot and Shade Tour. Was probably one of the best set lists they ever did. Going through it right now, I mean, you had a little bit of everything. You, like you said, open up with "I Stole Your Love." Then. Deuce is either always, it seems like it's always first or second. Deuce, yeah. Heaven's on Fire, Crazy Crazy Nights, Black Diamond in the fifth, fifth, Shout It Out Loud, Strutter, Calling Dr. Love, Rise to It, I Was Made for Loving You, Fits Like a Glove, Hide Your Heart, Lick It Up, God of Thunder, Forever, cold gin, tears are falling. I love it loud. Love gun in Detroit Rock City. It's like a glove, man. That'd probably be the last tour they did that on. 
Yeah, I would say, yeah, that was talk about a deep track. I love that song. Yeah, but you know that right there. Watching because when we talked about the tape trading thing, um, when I got the first, the you know you could pick, like I said, the catalog you could pick from it, and I said, well, you know what, I I haven't seen a hot to shade tour. Looking at that show, and I was like, God, no, they played a little bit of everything up here. That was that's one of my favorite live shows to watch right there. What's the one of the best ones? The Auburn Hills from Michigan. Yeah, that's like one of the best ones. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I think they released that as official off Kissology, didn't they? Yep. Because I had that one on like I had that one on cassette for a while. Yeah, that that year getting that I got hot to shade for Christmas that year. And I remember, you know, I was one that always went through the liner notes. And usually Kiss's liner notes were like, you know, not real thick. You had the you had the lyrics, you had look. This one was like, and it had like I want to say it had like a public service announcement in there for for uh maybe I'm wrong, but I want to say it was for like condoms or something like that. It had an AIDS thing, because I guess they lost a lot yeah, of friends on AIDS, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, and it was a lot in there about that, but yeah. But yeah, that was. I mean, you, you sit back and listen to Hot in the Shade now. It could have been better. Everybody talks about it, it's it's filler, a lot of filler in there. But I I, I love it. I love it. I love Hot in the Shade. Love I Shade. love I love uh, I love uh, what's it called? Um, uh, I love Somewhere Between Heaven and Hell. I love Betrayed. I love uh, a lot King of people. Of don't like yeah. Betrayed. But I love I like it. I that's on the that's on I was funny. I was listening to the creatures box set and I'm like, oh shit, that was goes way back then, huh? Yep. Wow. <laughs> Not the same betrayed. You know that, right? No, I know. I'm just saying, but that song title was around. Yeah. All right. So my number one, and I'm gonna tie all of this into one. Uh, we talked about the unplugged earlier, but I just remember I was actually, I think I've told the story before. I was on the phone and this was when you had the cordless phone on the phone. I was high tech were we back then, Stevie. Yeah. TV was on for some reason. What, you know, and I met, I think they had, they had built, you know, Kiss was going to be on the Grammys, but they were showing, you know, when they showed it, it was Gene and them playing in the unplugged thing when they were showing the preview of it. Never in a million years thought I'd see what I saw. With Tupac. Uh, on the phone with this girl, and here comes Tupac out there. We're going to shock the people. So let's shock the people. And then you see them come out and make up, and I'm like, all I could say was, holy shit. And she was like, what? What? I said, I said, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I got to go. So I, I got off the phone with her, which I mean, nothing ever came uh, with that, of course, because I guess she thought I was a kiss, kiss tea then. All right. So anyway, then you're sitting there waiting. I mean, you got to, everything starts really catching up. And then the reunion press conference on the Intrepid. Conan O'Brien. Uh, and then Kiss was all over the place after that. I mean, and then I remember actually the news. Maybe 
maybe it was a Friday when they played the the Tiger Stadium. Was it a Friday? It sold out like real quick though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, it sold out in no time. But I, I remember. Like, it seems like I remember like a Saturday morning before I went to work. The local news was on, and the, or near the end of the telecast, like they had thirty minute. You know, they showed news a thirty minute block. But near the end of it, they showed clips of them at at Tiger Stadium, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, is this this happened?" And then, you know, the whole thing. You follow along, like with the kiss. The, like I said, the chat room and, and uh, AOL. I, I remember several nights people people coming in there after they got to a concert, talking about the concert. One night they talked about Ace falling, and, and everybody was saying, "Oh, he's fell off the wagon again." He's, and then the night that Peter didn't play, his drum tech played. They were like, "They kicked right. him out of the band," and it, it was a big big argument in the chat. But that was like the start of the rumor than the the internet. That's why a lot of that oh, shit yeah. happened to the internet. Yeah. But then you know that whole year getting all the kiss stuff you know and just they were excited. they were bigger than i can remember them because i remember yeah. you know 10 years earlier oh kiss sucks you know they're yeah, not that everybody. good and all these people that gave me shit for liking kiss in the 80s they were automatically fans all of a sudden oh what yeah the? and then you had all these all these grunge bands to the detriment of rolling stone that loved kiss Nirvana, oh yeah allison chains allison chains i remember Hell, Pearl Jam's uh, that one song alive wow. sounds like freaking that. What's that Kiss song? I forget the name of that instrumental. Um, but it, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it, Kiss was bigger, and it was really, it was really kind of weird to me because, like, wow, they're my favorite band. Yeah, you're like, you look, they're not really my favorite band anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I was like, you know, this is my band. This has been my band. And now everybody is seeing, you know, that they're 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 cool. They and and then they were huge. They were huge. And then the you know, the excitement of it for that. Not that I wasn't excited. It was a you know I wasn't old enough to really get into it back when in the you know in the seventies. I got into it because I was wearing Kiss stuff. I had Kiss Halloween costume. I had everything Kiss. But to be old enough to understand, you know, okay, they're 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 kicking then the the home video the second coming comes out i had to go by that uh and then they played the brooklyn bridge for mtv and i remember watching that that night and when they signed off and and they were rolling the credits you see them flashback you see ace up there like singing and i'm like they're playing a freaking show which it was a mini show but i after I told that guy that I dealt with as far as the video stuff, I said, if you get a copy of that Brooklyn Bridge show, let me know. I will order a copy of that. And it wasn't like a week later. Brooklyn Bridge show. And I've got that. I've actually got that on on audio, too. One of the best versions of rock and roll all night you ever hear. I, I remember mean, that. Electric. I remember those, like all those, like they'd had those fanzines come out at the time. Yeah, yeah. And they'd have all these, like, like shows they would sell, like the bootleg tapes and stuff like that. Oh the yeah, would, the ta- the tape trade, like you said. But I remember I went to see Kiss, I and the reunion tour. They played San Antonio, and it was like, I mean, I was disappointed. I after seeing the Kiss show, all right. Of course, I love Gene and Paul, but. 
I, I was more of an '80s guy. I mean, I still loved it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I, I know. If I was, it wasn't. It wasn't my kiss. It wasn't. Yeah. It, you know, and even today, like, you know, yeah, it's got Gene and Paul, and I was a Gene and Paul guy because I got into the band earlier. I mean, later, if I would have got earlier, like, it would have been like probably an ace guy like you. But it was like, you know what? And I just like I do it now. I look at them now; they're a nostalgia band. But it's like, like when I and I and I saw them in Austin a couple years ago. They played Austin last week, but I'm glad I didn't buy tickets because I got real sick and I didn't. I was I had to call it sick the next day. But it was like, you know, it's like enjoy it. You just, you know, enjoy yeah. what you got. You know, the best. You know, to me, the best days were the '80s. You know, a lot of people won't say that, but I get. You know, the thing that the makeup is why they're still around today. And I know that, you know, two of them, you can look at those pictures with, hell, you're sitting next to Daisy Fuentes. You're trying to do a smile. Come on, dude. Come on, Paul. Exactly. But it's like a job to them, to us. I mean, they could go on another few years and they'd probably, they'd probably still play a lot of shows because, you know, I would probably go. But you can just tell it's time. But to me, it's been kind of the end for, you know, since 96. I, I was, it was cool and everything. And I saw them on the farewell tour and stuff, but. Man, I just, it, it just, it's what a hell of a run, man. What a, what a ride. I would and, it, and, and it made me feel good saying, yeah, see, this is the band that fucking I, you know, when nobody was there seeing them play, I was behind. That's right. And they're fucking playing stadiums now. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say this. All through the years, every, every lineup change, I was always like, you know, okay, I'm behind them. Whatever they got up there, I'm behind them. Even, you know, was I upset with with the makeup thing with Tommy and 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 Eric? Yeah, at first, you know, I was like, that's that's just. But, you know, big freaking deal. After going to see them live, you know, they were on point that night. I can't say anything about it, but they, this is always, you know, for 45 years been my favorite band. Wow, and always will be but you know it's coming to the end now and uh it's you know i don't know how it's going to be at, i mean you think about kiss is all as long as i can remember kiss has always been there yeah. and i mean still still be there because you still got all that stuff you, you can look at but it's just going to be weird going to be weird after that last show's over with it's it's what less than two months away bro yeah or a little bit over two months less maybe. Than a month. less oh, than a month what am i saying that's yeah, what I'm going to do. And I, I just wonder how, I know, you know, we talked about Paul's ready to go. Paul's ready for it to be over with. Gene, I don't think Gene's going to let it go. I think Gene's going to be pushing Kiss stuff uh, at the yin-yang. I hope Gene will be pushing Kiss videos out. I hope we'll do some tours with that band. I like that band. Oh, yeah, that band is awesome. But uh, from now, our plan from here on out, from here to – Actually, to the end of the year is to do every week. We'll be doing Kiss themed uh, episodes, whether it's a you know top ten list or top five list, like we had tonight, or just discussing an album or or whatever. Talking about actually, you know, or putting together what we think, what we would love, not to say that's going to happen, the set list to be for that last night. Um, that would be something interesting there that you could put. You'd have to put something uh, each song from it from every era of Kiss, 
uh, it, I, I know it's not going to and, and, and to get our thoughts on what we think is going to actually happen that night, that's going to be stuff we talk about in the next. <laughs> what happened the night before? <laughs> well, you know, you can't really say that because December 1st and 2nd are going to be the ones in Madison Square Garden. So maybe. I just, it's just weird to me that they're, they're ending it in December. I mean, it's fucking kiss, man. You ended up on a fucking new year. I mean, that's when you started. That's when you ended. You started in 1973. You well, ended in 2023. You right, know, I, I yeah, I, that would be a good idea. You know, fifty years, you know, good things happened in nineteen seventy three. I mean, me not as good as seven, not as good as seventy two though. Whatever, but anyway, so guys, that's our plan from here on out is kiss themed episodes, and we might have some guests coming in with us from. Not time that to that time. wasn't like that before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we're yeah. we're gonna keep it we're gonna keep it strictly kiss for the next uh month and a half. 17 years. Yeah. So uh any last words, Warden? Is that you? Oh, I it, yeah, I had a good time, man. I I like I said, it, it's been a blast. Uh it's it's gonna be weird without kiss, but you know, yeah. it'll live on with our podcast, shout out loud, you know, the you know, uh the different podcasts out there. Um right between the ass. Yeah, right between. I mean, all those because it's like you know, hotter than hell. Hotter than hell you know, three sides. You know, everything. Yeah, Rock City. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, Kiss is. I mean, honestly, they haven't put an album that meant anything for a while. So, and we're still talking about them. So after they're gone, we'll still be talking about. Them. Yep. And hopefully, you'll see some more stuff coming out after this is over. I hope so. I like to see another box set. I like to see a bunch of shit. You know, I'm not surprised right now that they haven't talked about putting that last concert somewhere where, you, you know, like pay-per-view or something pay-per-view. like that. Well, you know, the, the buy operators are still standing by, you know, get your, you know, to buy stuff now. Bad words. That's a bad word to say to KISS fans is to buy. Goodbye, Dubai. <laughs> That's what you might as well say. Goodbye right. to Dubai. But uh, I can't believe that was like three years ago. It's like, wow, time just goes by so quick. That and that freaking magic book. That everybody <laughs> magic. That is they are sore subjects right there. That guy uh, doesn't even that guy doesn't even like update anymore, right? He's probably disappeared. As many as many people but I don't know how you can get away with that. It, how how I don't a lawsuit about that. I, I, I mean, I, my god, people sue over the littlest thing nowadays. Why, you know, you don't get your money, shit. hundred and something, it was like a hundred, two hundred bucks, right? For that book or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and you That's got why it. if it's not on Amazon, I'm probably not going to buy it. <laughs> yep, I'm same way. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. And we will see you next week. And it'll be Kiss themed again next week. We'll be coming up. with. We'll update you on what the show will be about. Like I said, we may have a guest pop in from time to time on here to, to share some Kiss stuff with us, too. But uh, you guys... Have a great week and be sure to check us out and check our YouTube channels out. Check our uh, uh, Facebook pages. Go ahead. Tell all things. All things rock, hard rock and metal and that 80s page. And the on the fly page. And check out our new sidecast, guys. The Triple Threat main event. We just did our first episode with uh, the hitman from Down Under, Jack Pinocchio. Uh, if, you, if you don't want hey, look. 
I'm scared to death Pinocchio is going to kill himself out there with the football field. But that guy has no fear on the football field. If you he, he's a long way away from us, Steve. I think we'll be okay. If you haven't seen that, uh, that the highlights Pinocchio puts up, you need to go check him out. Uh, but, yeah, we had a ball with that. Uh, and we'll be recording some more episodes of that coming up real soon. But uh, you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next week on the fly. See ya.